Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. This is episode 39 of season four. And um, always happy that uh, you were able to join us. Thank you for making us the number one sports law podcast in the world. Uh, so this week's episode, we'll be talking about uh, what if social media required paid subscriptions? This is something that we have talked about in the past uh, in a sort of uh, in a smaller context, but we'll, we'll get into that and what I'm referring to. But um, you know, really sort of this idea of what would happen if, if, you know, basically paid subscriptions were required for social media. And the smaller context that I'm referring to is there has been some discussion around maybe celebrities using uh, some sort of paid subscription to access certain content. So like exclusive content. And obviously streamers do this uh, when you need to um, access exclusive content or you want to avoid the ads when you're watching content. So it's something to think about. Uh, and and I, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. And then, of course, um, this next week, for next week's show, we're going to be having a very special guest on, Jonathan Handel, who is a uh, an attorney and also a former uh, legal correspondent and journalist for The Hollywood Reporter. So he'll be on with us uh, for next week. But getting into this week's show, you know, again, it's asking this question of what would happen if social media platforms required paid subscriptions to access content. Now, this is somewhat of a timely question because recently YouTube and Twitch uh, changed their terms of service, meaning that essentially... Uh, we have a situation where um, these sort of social media giants um, are offering opportunities for top creators to make more money. And so YouTube, Twitch, and Snap, and there's a great article in The Hollywood Reporter talking about this, um, essentially looking up to ways to sort of um, divvy up subscription and ad revenues. And so it is a, it is a timely discussion uh, as we look into this and whether there ever could be a situation where social media were to charge or um, the folks who are on social media 
particularly those who have a large following, uh, would ever charge to access their content. Now, again, this doesn't this discussion today doesn't really look into whether that's the right thing to do. Um, I mean, we will talk about it, but I think, you know, that is the overarching question, right? I mean, would it be the right thing to do to charge for social media? In some sense, social media is this great platform where you can, you know, connect with people and access content and and have access to people's lives that you maybe not uh, normally have. Um, should that content always be free? You know, uh, should that content be available? Should that should should folks be able to charge for that content? I mean, we do live in a uh, you know sort of capitalist market and environment, so folks can charge, and if there's a willing buyer, uh, then you know you have a market for it. But so again, I think those are some questions that I leave to each of you in terms of you know whether social media should be paid, um, and we'll get into some of the repercussions of that. But again, it's a timely question. Um, now, of course, when you're talking about whether we should charge for social media, whether platforms should charge, uh, the, the really what it comes down to, um, I mean, you look at the numbers, right? Well, if you could charge for content, you make more money. Um, you may be able to, um, monitor the content a little bit more, uh, for whatever that sort of is worth. But I think surely there's going to be a situation where, um, accounts would drop because not everybody is going to want to pay for social media content. You know, I know like, you know, for me, just looking in sort of my context, I wouldn't, um, you know, pay necessarily to, to access certain social media content. Um, you know, because for me, I'm not relying on, um, social media content, you know, for business or to get through my day, that sort of thing. It, it's more of a, a leisure activity. Now, from a business standpoint, if platforms began to charge to post content, then of course we're in a different environment, right? Which is a completely different question. But that again may take away because, and again in business, there's this sort of principle where you think about, you know, on one hand, if you were to charge for something, um, would you lose customers or users, but gain in terms of financial and gain to the point where you didn't lose all of your ad revenue that you're getting from all that, uh, from all the customers that are getting the platform for free and all those eyeballs that are on that content. Right. And maybe there's a formula there where that works. I mean, I think, you know, currently in, in sort of the current model and the current situation, you know, I think my personal preference would be that social media is free and that people have access to it. Uh, but, you know, look, if celebrities wanted to charge for exclusive content, and maybe there's some sweepstakes or something or a competition in there where, you know, maybe folks who are a part of the exclusive club can have, you know, win a chance to have dinner with that celebrity or a signed book or they can appear on a podcast or, you know, something like that. Then, hey, maybe that makes sense. Right. But I think overall, social media has really become a free, um, really a part of the the media platform. Um and, and I think keeping it free, I think is essential, but again, I might be short-sighted in that, you know, welcome your sort of thoughts and, and insights on that. But, uh, I, I think ultimately, uh, it's a, it's a important question to consider and, uh, and especially as, you know, social media expands and new platforms are created and people continue to use it. So we'll sort of see where that, that takes us. But I think surely there would be people who would drop off. Uh, there's no doubt about that. 
Uh, I think people are not all, everybody's going to want to pay for social media. I think it's also entirely possible that social media could have an ad-based and non-advertised uh, and non-advertisement based options. Um, I also, again, as we mentioned earlier, uh, it could be possible to have celebrities and users with over a certain amount of followers to charge to access specific content, you know, exclusive content to be a part of the, the, the club, if you will. Now, of course, the problem with charging for social media access and content on those platforms um, is that by its very nature of being free to use, um, its use um, is and or becomes exponential. And it's exponential be uh, in sort of the context of this business term called network effects. And network effects as in E, uh, F, F, E, C, T, S. So uh, not the uh, the other way to spell it with which is obviously with A, F, F, E, but network effects. And this is a business and investment phenomenon where uh, according to the Harvard Business School, there's a great article on this as well, uh, refers to any situation in which the value of a product, service, or platform depends on the number of buyers, sellers, or users who leverage it. So typically, the greater the number of buyers, sellers, or users, the greater the network effect and the greater value created by the offering. So what this means is, is that the more people who use social media, the more value it retains for, uh, for its investors, for its advertisers, for its users, because more content is created and shared by users, and therefore the users keep engaged on the platform, uh, which is, of course, what the platforms want. And again, as more people talk about what happened or what was shared, seen, or heard on social media, uh, much like a popular movie playing in the theater, and as popular popularity grows, people go to see the movie, and you sort of have that effect, right? That would be a similar sort of network effect, if you will. Uh, and of course, the more users who are attracted to the platform will continue on the platform, continue to share on the platform, the more they feel safe to share on the platform um, in the same context for the more people who will go watch the movie in a non-social media context. So network effects is important. And in social media is probably the best example of network effects. So if you were to take away from that, um, I think it would... I don't know if it would diminish social media, but it would definitely, um, I think, lessen uh, maybe its importance or lessen um, its sort of uh, influence, if you will. So I think, unfortunately, a paywall to join social media uh, would discourage users from joining or subscribing. Subscribing, um, And of course, um, you know, even when you have a situation, you know, generally when you enter when you introduce exclusivity, it does pique interest, right? And if you say, "Oh, if you're going to charge me on this platform, that makes it exclusive," there may be a situation where that piques some interest, but I don't think that peak in interest is going to be enough um, to uh, to make it so you have a substantial amount of people who charge for social media or pay for social media. I might be wrong, you know, but I think the current model is that people enjoy social media because it's free and because they have access to certain content. I just don't know if they would be able to, to get over that hump. Um, again, I might be wrong, but, and of course, um, it, 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 it's sort of interesting because, um, you know, being, being that social media is free, it encourages, 
<clears throat> additional use, right? And so there's one glaring uh, downside uh, to this, and that's this idea uh, that that you might have, um, again, this opportunity, um, you know, again, to where you can charge, but then that may open up sort of this sort of decrease in use, right? Which affects the network effects. So where does that leave us? Um, you know, again, I think uh, consumers need to find value in it. You know, so if they find value in paying for social media content, you know, maybe you might have something there. Um, but again, uh, there's also another sort of glaring downside to social media and streaming for that matter, in terms of charging. And this this sort of this idea of another, another business phenomenon called multi-tenanting. Now, multi-tenanting means just like it sounds like when you're a tenant in an apartment or you're renting something right commercial or, or, or residential, it's this idea that, um, a user takes up location or residence on multiple platforms, right? And this this makes sense, right? Because generally you're you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have Twitter, you have TikTok, you have LinkedIn, and then you have Twitch as well, right? And Snapchat and and everything else. Generally you're gonna have multiple platforms. You know, you're gonna have at least two, maybe three. Uh and sometimes people have all of them. And you know, so again it's sort of uh, part of the problem with multiple access is that it creates user fatigue. It's much like streaming. You know, most people have maybe two, three, four streamers, and that's it uh, in terms of pricing, in terms of time, and that sort of thing. So, of course, the more that you charge, uh, it's going to create uh, basically a funnel or a vacuum effect where as you sort of, um, maybe a funnel is a better example, but as you move towards, you know, as you sort of, bring everything in, but as you move towards the bottom, it gets, it gets a little bit tighter as to, um, you know, what's actually going to make it into the consumer's pocketbook in terms of what they're willing to pay for. Right. Because, um, you know, you have a time problem, you have a money problem. So, um, again, multi-tenanting network effects. I mean, these are some of the issues that would, would sort of, I think, harm, uh, social media if it were to charge. Now, um, this also means in a sort of practical sense that where users can sell their products, share their pictures, stories, and content and view entertainment on uh, multiple platforms, uh, it's, it creates an opportunity where, you know, for example, um, if you have multiple platforms that may decrease engagement, right? So the sort the sort of, sort of multi-tenanting issue uh, in the, sort of in the the non-social media sense, you know, if landlords can list their apartments for rent on Craigslist and Trulia and a bunch of other platforms, apartments.com and all that, you know, clearly it's great that it's on multiple platforms, but that that may harm the individual platform uh, if they're looking to get advertising, that sort of thing. So it's a benefit to the consumer because you have multiple ways to access it, but maybe not the best in terms of uh, how the platform benefits. And again, I'm not introducing this idea and, um, you know, other people have talked about it, but I'm also not introducing this idea to suggest that this is the right thing to do. You know, I, I think social media is going to have to make some decisions in the future as to what's profitable and what makes sense. Um, and of course you got privacy issues and everything, safety issues. Um, and of course, you know, financial sort of 
um, incentives are, 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 are a part of that in the sense of um, where money is coming from, how the ad, how the platform is supported through ads or what have you, or through subscriptions. So we'll sort of see how, how that plays out. Now, of course, in the social media context, there's no penalty for being on multiple platforms, right? They're all free. Um, but if you begin to charge for that, that may, uh, again, reduce this idea of, um, or in, I guess, introduce this idea of multi-tenanting. And there's this great article uh, via NFX that talks about this. Now, with social media and streaming, um, again, there's many platforms to choose from, right? We talked about Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. There's other platforms internationally uh, that we don't necessarily uh, use here in the United States, but are very popular overseas, particularly uh, there's several different Chinese apps. Um, now, of course, each of these services offer somewhat different um, options, purposes, and even logistical capabilities. But I think, um, and, you know, consumers, you know, use these platforms for different purposes. You know, Instagram is mostly for pictures and a little bit of video. TikTok is mainly video, uh, if, if only video. Twitter is mostly sort of quick and witty, um, sort of, you know, sharing of statements or sharing of, you know, pictures or what have you. And then Facebook is kind of a combination of, 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 of the platforms. Uh, and of course, popularity, you know, I would say Facebook is probably used by more people than anybody, but mainly because it's the oldest, um, at least of the group that we're talking about. I think LinkedIn may have come out somewhere around Facebook as well, if not before. And then, of course, Instagram is the later version, which was purchased by, you know, Facebook later on now, Meta. And then, of course, Twitter and TikTok uh, and Twitch are the newer ones, along with Snap. But they all do different things, right? And then Snap is sort of, again, uh, video-based. And then the whole idea is that the videos are up there. It's kind of like a story on Instagram. It's up there for a period of time and then disappears. So uh, each of these platforms provide for um, you know different things. But that being said, I think each of these platforms provides a different incentive to join. So again, if you were to introduce a charge or a subscription fee or what have you, uh, that may introduce some concern when it comes to the people who use it and people dropping off from accounts. So, um, and of course, when you start charging for social media, does that raise any issues with the Communications Act? Because as, as you folks may know, the Communications Act um, basically exempts platforms from liability when it comes to publishing content on the platform, because the Communications Act uh, basically provides that platforms are not considered publishers when it comes to producing or publishing content on the platform because they, it's user generated, right? When people share content or what have you. So, um, and again, it, it sort of begs the question of paid media versus free media. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the, the sort of the answer to that is, but I think it opens up some potential liability if you start charging and uh, what that sort of looks like. Because if you're charging for people to have access to a social media platform, is that somewhat similar to charging for, you know, um, content on a news cycle, right? So 
I think we'll sort of see, um, you know, maybe a funny question to ask, but um, I, I think it's, it's an interesting one to ask to say the least. And of course, streaming services continue to grow, right? And social media platforms will continue to grow. Um, and as I mentioned that NF, NFX article earlier, had this great quote in there where it said, the goal of the marketplace is thus to design the product or service to add so much value or lock in, particularly on the supply side, that members won't be tempted to multi-tenant. So in a free world of social media, um, that is it that it's difficult, if not impossible currently, uh, as users tend to use multiple platforms, but generally prefer one platform over another. So with streaming, the availability of free ad-based, non-advertised, non-advertised based options and subscriptions means that competition is steep and consumers are forced to make decisions as to what services to purchase, as we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, and of course, there's limited time in the day as to what content to consume, right? So in the sort of social media context, it works similar similarly, in, except that you're not watching full-length shows on social media, but it is a platform for short-form content, pictures, you know, engagement, this sort of thing. So again, should should social media platforms require subscriptions? It's unlikely. Um, however, I think other existing platforms that are yet to be invented or introduced or options are yet to be introduced um, for social media, they might. And you might have a situation where you're looking at um, you know, paying for exclusive content. So we'll sort of see how that plays out. But again, folks, thanks again. Well, thanks again for listening in. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. This is the Believe in Sports Law podcast. We look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube